What is good, Divine Dolls? When I tell you I'm going to be just musing, I'm going to be just musing, um, but you can probably see by the title, I'm going to be petty with it. So let's go. All right. So um, I have been noticing this within myself. Uh, um, uh, for those of you who heard my message about me officially recusing myself from the Twin Flame journey, um, I feel like the divine masculine that these tarot readers are trying to sell me, I'm not with it. This divine masculine is just weak and, you know, subject to the elements and helpless, and I'm not here for it. Now, let's get into it. I've been talking a lot about chess, and we've been talking about, you know, the Tennyson Gambit and how the Black Queen is... um is captured, right? It's predicated on the idea that the Blacks do not protect the Black Queen. So I've been doing the wordplay with that and looking at strategy. Um, there is one of my one content creator that has 35, excuse me, strategies that will help you to win and dominate the game. I've already looked at um, like the first three, but I think if I push myself to learn at least one a week or one every other two weeks, it's really going to help me in my 3D um, moves. Now, that being said, um, one of the things that we noticed is, you know, I've been talking about how I have burnt my boots and I have said, I will not be using my boots, but you can probably listen to my language and see that if you haven't noticed it, baby girl is sharpening her sword. (laughs) Oh, you thought. And, and it's funny because um, the timing of this is probably perfect. Some of you might have heard and I took it down, but I got flagged by a Karen and I know it was a Karen and I know exactly which message it was. And I was being pretty petty. I haven't even began to unleash the ruthlessness. And what made me want to come on here is, like I said, you know, I keep myself occupied. I'm always learning. I keep myself on a strict curriculum. Sometimes I'm allowing myself to kind of pamper myself and spoil myself because I don't have to go back to work. I don't have to report to anyone. So if you thought that you were going to try to, you know, get me in a situation where my white employer was going to pull the rug out from under me, no, no. Okay. So, but, um, just, just to kind of fill in what's going on. Um, I, I typed in what is a queen on the chessboard symbolism before I start to, you know, dig around a little bit more, but, it, uh, somewhere down here, the second question in, it says, um, what does the white queen symbolize in chess? And it says the queen is considered the most powerful piece in the game of chess. She's allowed to move in any direction and in as many squares as she wants. History has proven that many reigning queens can be ruthless when it comes to battles and war. And so I can see myself starting to embody that energy um, just because I burnt my boot and my cape and my cross does not mean I'm ready to come with it. The thing is, and, and um, what I'm noticing in the Black community is right now, 
Okay, one of the strategies, because I started talking about the strategies, the strategy is the queen doesn't come into play until halfway through the game. Okay, so I understand that I, when I tell you I have fallen back, I have fallen back. Okay, I have fallen back. But in the interim, you can still hear some of the messages and some of the content that I've already started to put out. And I, I, when we're talking about ruthless, I already, I already know some of the content that's on my, um, on my phone, just waiting to be unleashed. But I'm learning to work with divine timing, and sometimes the messages have to marinate. But when I tell you I'm getting ready to unleash ruthless, when I was talking in the, um, in the podcast about recusing myself from the twin flame journey or whatever. I kind of mentioned that, you know, if I have to furthermore recuse myself from what it means to consider myself divine, I will will gladly cut away, cut that away and rebrand myself or or whatever I need to, um, just because I do have respect for what the embodiment of the divine feminine is. But when I tell you I came to bring it, um, so that being said, the the correct way to play this game in, in the game of chess is our our men our king our divine masculines they have to be out in the forefront okay they have got to be out there and they've got to to break the ground and and it's one of those things if you build it i will come now i wouldn't go so far as to say i have your back but trust and believe that you know while there are some and and I want to be I want to be careful with this too. I am learning the art of um, the communication and persuasion and the seduction and how to really win, um, so that you can hear the message. Um, and so sometimes I use certain language and I see that it it works. Um, but I have an appreciation for. The divine masculines that are out there that are um, advancing when you think about chess, oh, they are taking some hits. Trust and believe. And so they're out there championing the efforts. They're far and few between. Um, and, And so trust and believe the queen is in the background sharpening her sword, getting ready for halfway play. Now, that being said, I think that um, it, it can sound um, problematic or troubling. It can mess with your mind a little bit. But um, if we were to say for women to fall back, you know, let the, the men do what they need to do. You have your role, you have your position, and you come into play halfway through. And, um, and, and, and it's, you know... I'm never going to get to be able to cover all the bases in a 30-minute segment. I am not so much talking about you stepping back from being a boss at work or a supervisor or a CEO or entrepreneur, um, right? 
we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to have the CEO feminine energy. In fact, one person that some people might like her, some, some people might not. But April Mason has um, a couple of podcasts in there that I think will kind of help you fine tune or turn the dial to the feminine frequency of being a CEO. She does have a couple of um YouTube videos talking about the feminine CEO, and I absolutely love that. Um, I have no intention of going back to work for men, you know, for men or women, black or white. I just don't. But um, I think that in my own way, I learned and mastered. Um, if, if you already haven't noticed, I'm a mastermind type of person. So I fine tune those things and, and I can came, come to the same conclusion that April did, maybe didn't articulate it or know, know that I was onto something. But I can tell you like even the last five years that I was working um, and understanding, I had to kind of rebrand how I presented myself and it went everything from wardrobe to mannerisms to presentation. But those were my most powerful years. <laughs> when I stepped more into my femininity, my most powerful years. And I would point at things with my manicured fingers with Swartzy crystals on there in pink. I used to wear Gucci um, perfume at the time. I don't wear Gucci because of their black face debacle stuff. And I'm not with that, you know, so, um, but smelling good, hair done, moosed up, you know, makeup done, lashes on, manicured nails, heels on, belt, you know what I'm saying? And I would just point my fingers, okay? And things around me will happen. And um, understanding how to work with masculine energy, working in a male-dominated, white male-dominated uh, environment, right? But back to the subject at hand. So so I say all of that to say I am not in any way discouraging women who are out there who are lawyers and in the medical profession and in teachers and principals and um, in, in retail or um, just championing and trailblazing. You know, that formula will come. What I'm talking more so is about the, the political landscape, right? in terms of getting things done. And the right way for us to get things done is the men have to get out there. They're gonna have to break the enemy lines and the queen comes into play halfway. And so it's one of those things, it's kind of like, I shouldn't have to say it. Like I said, I think that there's some language and things that I'm working on, but trust and believe the queen, the black queen is ruthlessly sharpening her sword ready for halfway play okay and so are we going to reach halftime where i feel comfortable wielding my sword um halfway some way in my lifetime i don't know <laughs> it might mean that i might pass my sharpened sword to the next generation okay but um, I think that if if for for the black queens on the board, you gotta kinda understand what what that what that play means. I think that um, some people have fallen all the way back, but you know, part of I I when I tell you I started off at the beginning of this podcast, I understand, and when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I'm so embodying that because 
um, like I said, I have podcasts that talk a little bit about strategy and I'm I'm learning things even now. And when you start to learn how to orchestrate things, oh, you've heard me use the words punish them. Punish whatever it is. I've talked about how, to me, I know that it's ruthless when you punish someone with silence, especially if you ignore a man that you want to give him the impression that he's beneath you. Oh, you punish him with silence. Pretty silence. You punish them to the point where they start to question their mere existence. They will have to, you know, on a cold day, just to make sure that there's air to make sure that they even exist. It's like, I'm not coming to play any games. Now, if that doesn't make me divine, I don't know. Um, I'm looking forward to doing more of the divine feminine oracles because you start to see, and when we were looking at the Titans, the Titans were bringing it. What To me, back in the days when I used to think of a divine masculine, I used to think of somebody that's like, I'll be getting excited. Like one of my favorites was Achilles. Um, I think we dealt with, I think, was it like this? Like any of my divine masculine oracles that I did, listen, they came to play no games. But I think that, you know, the best way I can articulate, and I completely understand, like if some of you have burnt your cape and you have burnt your boots and you're just falling back, I have no problem, hun, none. I have none. Um, But one thing I do understand is that you are not supposed to be in play right now. I think that we need to wait until things are halfway through the game. And so some of us, like myself, are going to be, like I said, ruthlessly sharpening our swords Okay, one of my favorite YouTubers, I haven't actually heard any of her content for a while now, but she always says, and um, I'm probably going to butcher it, but she's like, I'm finna bring it tonight. I'm finna bring it tonight. But the way she says it and with the emphasis on the T, listen, I'm finna bring it. Okay. And so um, just talking about being absolutely lethal, lethal. And I think that um, it's going to be things like, I'll probably give you a little bit of an insight, but but uh, do I want to do it now? <laughs> no, I'm going to do it on a separate podcast. I think I'm going to keep it, keep this one short and keep it um, exactly here. Because I want to do that one justice. Um And so, um, yeah, I think I'm in a place where I I feel like I want to just embody that. Some of the reigning queens have been the most ruthless, and I'm okay with that role. But but don't put me into play right now. Don't put me out in the front line. I know where I need to be, and I'm not supposed to come in until halfway. So I'm waiting to see the enemy lines be breached. And um, definitely, you know, like I said, for those of you who kind of follow me, I want you to understand where my heart is because there's, there's a reason, you know, I have to do and say certain things. I think anybody who's in, who's intentional about their content 
and um and are um engineering it um to produce certain results um understand that there needs to be engagement and certain things attract certain people where they're at, but I'm looking to alchemize those spaces. Um, And so to add ingredients that's going to elevate the frequency and elevate the level of intellect and to add in terms of um, strategy. Um, So, so one of the things that, you know, my day ones who are here with me, you know, and are listening to me under the sound of my voice, I do have an appreciation and I'm not going to cry about this. We are not. I'm not. I'm a ruthless crybaby, <laughs> right? I do appreciate. I see the knights, the bishops. Um, One of the things that they talk about when I was just looking through and just refreshing, right? Because I need to learn another strategy this week. And if I learn, you know, the 30 for this year, I cannot imagine what that's going to do for my IQ and how I move in life and how I'm going to superimpose those, those strategies onto the things that I'm recommending for us to take action. But the, the queen is protected by two bishops, which was fascinating to me because I like to think of the bishops as school of thought, intellect, doctrines, culture, right? Um, the way that we do things, the things that we value, um, religion, spirituality, right? Politics, anything having to do with the headspace. That's what I think of with the bishop. So it was interesting for me to learn that it's not one, but two bishops that protect the queen. And also, um, hold on right here. Uh, So yeah, the two bishops stand guard on either side of the king and the queen. The rooks are the guardians of the queen of the kingdom girl listen i'm feeling myself like i want all the protection okay (laughs) no but it says the rooks are the guardians of the kingdom you know what i love this because i've been talking a little bit oh i love this so much it says when the enemy attacks enemy tries to attack they fire their um arrows oh you guys i'm so sentimental about this stuff but I've been talking a lot about how our um the congressional staff is comprised of our young black men and women, right? And I've talked about how I would consider them right now in the state that they're in, their pawns, simply for the fact that we haven't cultivated our congressional staff. Um, people in those positions or any young people who are in political science or in, in any law classes or any col- any of our college graduates, um, anybody that we can groom to go into politics and to lobby for us and to write legislation, we haven't cultivated them to convert them into being power players where they are the rooks. Okay? A lot of those congressional um, interns, those staff, 
that, um, and I have a podcast on this. If you don't even listen to the podcast, just type in um, congressional staff for youth. Type in, you could type in the word youth or congressional. Um, and you're going to see a picture. And in that picture is our vibrant young men and women, young men and women. And one of the things is like, I think that we're at a point where we kind of maybe do, we could stand to continue to, you know, um, address what is wrong with the black community. Right. But we also need to make examples of the things that we value and and burn the, the the candle on both ends. And that means that we need to pay attention to the young interns. We need to make sure that uh, part one of the issues that, and I won't be able to co- cover everything, but I went into detail in that podcast. They are underpaid. They're understaffed. They have no support from us. We are not pouring back into them intellectually or financially or, you know, in, in other areas with the votes to to really convert them because on the, on when you're playing chess you take your pawns and you convert them to a bishop or you convert them to a knight or a rook or a did I do all three or or even a queen right you can't convert a pawn to a, a king for whatever reason I'll figure that out but but we need to focus on getting you know, our pawns, our young people converted to the rooks, the congressional staff that are working right now that are defending our honor. And that's why I love it. And that that resonated with me. The ones that are defending our kingdom, we need to convert our pawns to to rooks. Okay. Those are the, the plays that we need in order to dominate the board. Um, so... And and it's funny because yeah, it, I think like do not estimate the that some of these the it sounds pretty right, and I think that's what makes the the queen so ruthless because I could literally just be sitting here in my crown, adorned from head to toe with the finest jewelry, you know, and in opulence with purple and in my lair. And I'm whispering these things into your, into your head and into your mind. And I'm calling you into action. And it sounds so pretty. It will please your queen for us to convert more of the pawns to rooks. They can have more power. They have more power protecting the kingdom as a rook than they do as a pawn. They're sacrificing their time, their youth. Many times, because if you're underpaid, we're trying to tell them that, you know, don't ask a woman to go 50-50. But we're not paying our young men that are congressional staff right now interns enough for them to even start the family values that we say that we value so that he can make sure that home and his wife and his children are taken care of but he can still be out there and defend the kingdom for us and i need those rooks to be out there holding the line down because when the queens come on to play right 
sharpening our swords to ruthlessly dominate the board? Let's go. Okay? And I'm okay with that. I can feel myself embodying it. And um, I'm really excited. There's one podcast in particular. like It's, it's on my phone. But it's I, I'm learning the importance of divine timing. And sometimes that means that I have to, you know, it's one thing for me to, when you're thinking about a mansion, want to just throw in the ceiling, like the glass from the floor to ceiling, glass windows but i've got to lay the foundation and i've got to put up the walls and i have to have a little bit of architectural engineering in terms of the living room space and the before we get into the into the kitchen and start to cook okay but i need to i need to get us a little bit further down the line before i start to um you know Put, put those things on you. So so you're, this is a little bit of the conditioning of your mind, the softening of the mind to prepare you for what um, I'm bringing to the table. You might have seen some of the signs already starting to come out. Um, I have referenced it as petty, um, but, I, but I completely understand how ruthless some of the things are. Um, And so with that being said, I think the two things that I want you to understand if you're going to continue to follow with me is I do value the the Black men that are out there championing the Black community and defending the Black queen. That is what I honor. That is what I value. And number two, I absolutely value our young people. And we talk about, you know, refocusing our energy um, and I, I know that we need to focus on those young people, but even the children, right? Because what's happening is they are the, the ones who are getting all the sticks poked at them right now. We didn't create a culture that said, we value this and we will support people who share ideologies that, um, protect and advance the black community, Right. So what are we telling them now? You know, we're sending signals about what we don't like and who we don't like. You've made examples of them. But let's start to to put our money and our efforts and our energy to the things that we value. We value people who are going to go, that can legislate for us, that can lobby for us, People that can be in positions of power, chief of police, lawyers, doctors, um, CEOs, entrepreneurs, bankers, right? Who are pro for the black community medical in the medical field. And we elevate them and we promote them and we funnel our funds into the ones that are for us. And yes, it's going to take money, right? And yes, it means that we're going to have to refunnel our our efforts. We can still poke our sticks at the people who are kind of not, you know, making moves for us. Um, In chess, you can have players on your team move backwards. And so I've been talking about how we need to understand that there are plays that are for us and against us. 
Um, and I talked a little bit about that with um, with the Whoopi Goldberg situation. That's a really good one too, if you kind of want to understand where I'm coming from politically. But we need to understand, like, at the end of the day, that's a black piece. And if it moved for us and they gave us an inch, we need to take a mile. That is a power move in advancement forward that we need to leverage. And sometimes some of our black community people are going to take moves backwards or move along the sidelines, right? But what do we do to convert them into power plays and to move them to the center of the board and to dominate the board? That's what we need to focus on. Okay. Our young people and our even younger people, what culture, what are we imprinting in their minds? And again, it comes back to the men are going to have to build a lot of the things, build it and and we will come. When you build it, I will be right behind you and I'm ready to be ruthless with it, but I'm not in a position right now to have any types of boots on um, or any type of, you know, cape on or be in the front line, me personally, but in the back, I'm still pro for the community, sharpening my sword and, and it's that downtime and being able to rest in my mind. I think that for the Black Queen, let us not forget that she is the Mayotte and the Sophia. And we also talked about um, Athena's, Athena, the goddess of wisdom in war. I still haven't addressed that. And that has a little bit to do with divine timing too, right? Athena, the goddess of wisdom in war. And in that downtime, I'm sharpening my sword, sharpening my intellect, this gives me time to to look at how the players are moving on the board. And the muscle is from the men making the power moves and the advancements and breaking those barriers down. Because when I come in with my sword, now we're, now we're tearing stuff up. And we need all of the players on the board. But let's turn as many of us into power players. And I'm going to be talking a little bit more about this. You're going to want to check in when I talk about the Six Sigma. I'm going to be talking about the white belt, the green belt, the black belt, um, Six Sigma, the Lean Six Sigma, and how we need to superimpose that onto the things that we're doing in the Black community. So this is your Ruthless Baby Oracle. Um, Until the next podcast, it has been my pleasure. Peace.